feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our heart through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life conversation and night. So, welcome, welcome, welcome. Rodney, how are you? I am good. I'm good. I'm good. I uh I was telling to Mary earlier when I was at work, I was sitting there falling <laughs> falling asleep, but I think it was I wasn't tired um cuz I got plenty of rest last night, but I think it was just it was so hot in the building. I was like, "Man, I need to get up <laughs> my pants out sitting right in this chair, but um, I'm good. Mary is good. The baby is good. She'll be 35 weeks 
uh, tomorrow. Um, so we are uh, really getting close, but um, everything is good. We had a good time last weekend um, at the baby shower um, down in Petersburg uh, that uh, Tamaria's mother um, put together uh, with, with help from her grandmother. Um, Tamaria's family and friends were there. My family and friends were there. It was a really good time. I got a chance to um, uh, go down and visit my brother, um, who has been in the federal prison system for about four years now, but I finally got a chance to go and see him. He's been in North Carolina for about two months, so got a chance to see him, and it's amazing, excuse me, Um, you know, when you are able to talk to somebody, and I know a lot of times, um, at least from what I hear, you know, when people are, um, you know, are locked up, you know, they, they, they say all the right things or they say all the things that you want to hear. But um, it was interesting that that wasn't necessarily his um, his conversation. Um, he was um, more so talking to me about, um, you know, he really believes that um, – him being where he is now, uh, him being, you know, in the prison is that, that it was God's doing because it was, it was, it was time and it was necessary and it helped him, um, you know, as, as an individual and, you know, just to hear, you know, the things that he was saying. And, um, he talked about how angry he was, um, you know, at the the guy who snitched on him that led to him being in prison and just how angry he was and, you know, how, you know, he holds nothing against that guy today and um, just talking about forgiveness and, and just growth. So um, that was a blessing uh, to, to, to just spend that, that time with him. And um, probably if I had more time, I would have stayed <laughs> longer than I did because it was just good to see him and talk to him. But, um you never know. The, the 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 strangest things happen um in our lives and, 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 and cause us to see things um in a different way. So that was definitely those two events this weekend were definitely uh really good for me. How are you doing, Tammy? I am I am good. Um as I was telling to Mary, it just seems, you know, life is life is life. You know, and you just have to take one day at a time and keep it moving. And like I told her, I will not throw in the towel. Satan is busy, y'all. But so even with this topic, you know, it, it, the he's busy, but at the same time, we're not. You know what I'm saying? And, and if that doesn't make sense, I'm going to get into that, into this discussion. <laughs> like the of um he he he's allowed to be busy because I don't think maybe I'll say this a different way he's allowed to be busy um because we are not doing what we're supposed to do um you know even when it comes to this this topic being gullible that you know as I studied it today and 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 it has been on my mind all week and I just I was amazed today how God just confirmed it that this is this is this needs to be discussed just by occurrences that happened in my life like today to confirm it because I'm like what am I gonna do with gullible like 
although I see it, you know, and sometimes even in myself as well, not nearly as bad as it used to be because, boy, 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 boy. But me personally, I'm fine. Um, Just a little, oh, gosh, I don't know. Um, I think I'm in need of a a, um, sabbatical. Like, I I really, today I said, you know what, it's time for that, Rodney, I don't know if you remember, you do remember, because I was off the air, like, I was like, Rodney, this is, you got it, 30 days, I got to have it, and I just kind of, (laughs) my life off, and you guys, we need that, if not, and, and I remember Brandon telling me a few weeks ago, he was like, you get to this point because you run yourself, you allow yourself to be run down to the point you have nothing else to give anybody or even to receive. And so we are not um, productive in our own lives and for, for the work of God. We are not productive when we allow ourselves to get to that point. And so as I was reading different articles in my Bible about gullible, about, you know, things that relate to it and what where it comes from and what it leads to. And so um, I'm fine because, you know, we get answers like that. And, well, I, I'll say, speak for myself, I get answers like that. And it, it one, confirms just um, the greatness of God and how how he deals with us in our small things. Which which are the most beautiful things to me, like just the smallest things. Um, like I remember a couple of, I think I shared it on the show when I was I came home and it was uh, one of those days again, and there was a butterfly just right there at my door. That to me was just, you know, somebody might think, oh, girl, had nothing to do with you. Nah, it did. I know it did. Just little things like that. And so I'm fine. I just need to um, rest my spiritual eyes, ears, and my heart so that I can, and then, and, and do it not when, not wait until I get to this point, but make sure that I'm taking care of my spiritual needs um, and pouring into myself. So other than, and allowing people, allowing people to pour into me, you know, so I'm good. Um excited about many things um that being said and and just 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 i don't know kind of a peaceful um how can i say it? just kind of a peaceful happy but also there's those little things in there that that just just are kind of weighing me down as well but i will not throw in my towel so Good, I'm great. So if you guys have don't have very long. Um, October is it? The, I keep saying the seventeenth, right? October seventeenth. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 So, and who so knows? if you if you if if you don't take your sabbatical by then, <laughs> I'm gonna be on uh, maternity leave. In fact, I need to look at the butterfly <laughs> evolution. Uh, <laughs> Human resources policy. <laughs> yeah. I need to figure out yeah. how much leave I get when this baby get here. 
I told you we're going to have Baby Jordan on the show uh, talking the baby talk. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, I don't plan on zapping away from the show. I just need to be, again, I just, it's just other little things that, that, um, and 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 we, we, I think I'm gonna get into some of that for this topic. But it's just little things that we can do to keep to keep ourselves going. So and one of them is not be so gullible and and um. So, yeah. um all right, so I guess we told tonight's topic. I don't I don't have any uh, news that I'll kind of share on tonight. We get closer to, uh, I think maybe I spoke a little bit about Pieces of Life uh, last Monday that's going to be starting up soon. Um, and I say soon, may push that back a little bit just because there's so much other stuff going on um, that we're working on. So, But I'll talk more about that maybe next Monday. Um but other than that, I don't think I have anything coming up. Speaking wise, I don't, and and I probably won't. Uh, other than pieces of life, when we do get that started, so we'll probably kick it off with one show before the end of the year, and then have it be uh, consistent mid January or so. So I'll talk about that next week. But let's get going so we don't be on here all night tonight. Tonight's topic is um, are you gullible? And out there for the the show details, um, I put there select the link below to download money. Are you gullible? And it it <laughs> it, it, was, it was made to be funny because you know some people will see that and not are you gullible, knowing that you cannot download money, but for whatever reason. They want to know more, even though you know you can't download money. And so being gullible, what does that mean? What does that mean? My perception, and Rodney, I'd love to hear what you uh, think about this as it relates to people. And I'm going to say – I want I want this show tonight for my part to be I want our people who are believers who consider themselves to be godly people um, and so forth. Um, so when I think about gullible, as I noted in in the show description, I'm going to read it. If you are seen as someone who is easily tricked because you are too trusting or willing to believe in people. That's what gullible means. Being gullible may also have to do with lacking solid judgment or being inexperienced. Regardless, if you are a gullible person in today's society, you are likely having difficulty surviving or coping. And so think about that. Gullible, um, too trusting too willing to believe, and yes, I'm going to say in people. Rodney, I think often about what you said, I think maybe about a month or so ago, give or take some, um, we were doing a show, and you said that people have to base everyone you meet has to prove themselves to you. And I'm saying it probably in my terms, but 
until you until you show until you know and they've shown you who they are they you don't have any basically any expectations of them or they are not per se bad but mm. they're not good that you're not so trusting and so gullible um in that sense and i often think about that and i that that really intrigued me because we are like there's not i was having a conversation today and it was that yeah. conversation that confirmed to me tonight's show. And I'm like, really? Like, how can you, how how could you have been so gullible, basically? How, so naive? How, how could you even think that this this is real? Like, this kind of stuff is real. And it's because I think we put, we have these desires, and I'm going to call them worldly desires, because outside of having enough for today, and I know it's hard to get there, but we, we worry so much about, you know, having this, having money to get this, having money to get things. Um, I recently saw a post um, from, from someone who had been, who, who has been, had, has been blessed to get a really – good job, one that they've been wanting for a while. And then I also saw a posting that came later saying, you know, everything, basically everything in my life is growing, including my debt. And there was this really big, pretty car um, out there, and I thought, my God, you know, if you guys only knew, if you only knew, like, so we go get, we get a job and then we get debt to take away from that. And you want, as, as and because, you know, I'm 50 now, so, of course, we want the young people to get it. We want them to to see that or to understand what you do now or what you do not do controls your, control your life. And so a lot of the things that we become gullible about or allow ourselves to be gullible in and through, I think it really comes back to how we want people to think about us or see us or feel about us. And so as I think about Jesus' walk, um, I think a lot of people, Christian believers, godly people, have this notion that Jesus was just this people pleaser. He... um, didn't really tell people you and I'm going to say this in the worldly way like I think we have this idea or this perception that maybe he just kind of went around patting everybody on the back oh it's going to be okay oh you're okay oh you got to do this and not really giving them the truth and it's totally opposite totally opposite and before I turn it over to you Rodney I was reading that studying the topic led me to let me just see um, because I think a lot of us who who in, who who believe um, in a higher power in God that we somehow have confused that with being the nice guy, the nice girl, always keeping the peace, always trying to be the one that looks right or the happiest, or going to make everybody happy and feel good. That's so from so far from 
even down to the point where it led me back to um, the Lazarus story, but more importantly, I think the one um, where Jesus is, is, is the young boy and he doesn't follow his parents. Um, I'm going to find that one because I want to read it, and then I'm going to turn it over to you, Rodney, because I want to expand a little bit more about this as we go through it. Um, and this is coming from Luke. Uh, I believe it's Luke. Let me get back. Maybe. Yes, it's coming from um, Let's see. Okay, so this is where um, the family returns to Nazareth, but I'm going to start at 41. The boy Jesus amazes the scholars. It says his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover, and when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing, but supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. Now this is Jesus sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. And so think about this. Twelve years old. Rodney, you finna be a parent. Baby Jordan at 12 decides she's not going to follow you into marriage. Y'all are doing missionary work. She at 12 decides, I'm not going with mom and dad. I have work to do. And so this is the same book that tells us to honor thy mother and thy father. And so with that, we see that as, and it's not saying that, that we are not to do that, but there comes a time, and certainly if I had 12-year-olds, I, I, I would, when I found son, he would have been a whole other group of words. But <laughs> at that age, Jesus had to make a decision that went against some of the things that we see. That we see. Even with Lazarus. You know, he decided, no, I'm not right now. It would have appeased the people, would have pleased the people, certainly the sisters, that if everything down and go right now. But Jesus knew that pain was for a greater good. And we are so gullible. We say yes sometimes when we should be no. We go too fast. 
And really, again, the question comes back to for who, for who, and why. And in most cases, it has nothing to do with the glory of God. Because there's discernment that comes. Run ourselves raggedy, we will say yes when we mean no. We will say the right thing to the wrong people. If we say it at all, we are not people who speak up. And even with the with the Lazarus story, Jesus he 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 did not make the choices that they wanted when they wanted him to make it. But when he did. He was able to feel and and was remorseful in spirit, it says. So sometimes we have to do things and we have to say no to people and we have to say yes to ourselves sometimes and not get so caught up and be so trusting and so, so lacking discernment, wisdom, and knowledge because some things we get caught up in, is because of we lack sound judgment or, or we just want to do what we want to do. And so gullible plays, it just, when you, when you look at it and when you study it, you, you get to a point where you, you, really, you sit down and you'll be like, wow. You think about why, am I, why I'm so exhausted. Who am I trying to be? What am I trying to do and why? And again, some people need to be told no so that they can get to that point where they have have to see Jesus. They have to see him, whether it's through prayer, whether it's through their tears, and we are so gullible to the point where we will keep people from the glory of God, from the lessons of God. And so we become the hamsters. We just keep going around with these lies, you know, with with all this mess. Because somebody won't say what needs to be said or somebody will not say, I can't do that right. So over to you, Rodney. Tammy, um, <laughs> I'm glad that you um, you started out there. I'm glad. I'm glad that you went there. One thing that we have to remember when it comes to Jesus is, while Jesus was on Earth, everything that's recorded in the Bible tells us Jesus had a one-track mind. Meaning, when Jesus was here, he cared about one thing, and that was his purpose. That's all he cared about. He, and because he cared about his purpose, and that's all he was focused on was his purpose. If you look at everything that he said and everything that he did in the Bible, it all went back to his purpose. He always talked about love your neighbor as you love yourself. He always talked about doing uh, your father's business. It was all about Jesus' purpose. So because he stayed focused on his purpose, he didn't have time to be worried about what anybody else was doing. He didn't have time to be worried about what people were saying. He didn't have time to be gossiping or in anybody else's business. 
He didn't have time for that. He wasn't he wasn't here for that. He didn't get caught up in, you know, um the cares of this world. He didn't get caught up in that stuff. When it was brought to him, he always had a wise response and he kept it moving. Think about uh uh when he was riding in the dirt. And they brought the lady to him. They they brought the 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 the, the lady to him uh, because you know they they said that she was a whoremonger. All he did was just pick his head up and say, "Let he who is without sin cast the first stone." He and he went back to what he was doing. And when he looked up, they were gone. And he looked at the woman and said, "Go and be free." He didn't have time for all the extra stuff. He didn't get distracted. He was here for a purpose. And when his purpose was fulfilled, he left. We are gullible because we don't have a one-track mind. It's so easy for us to become distracted. And we can't, because of that, we can't handle persecution. We can't handle people being upset with us or people being mad at us or people deciding that they're no longer going to call us or text us or email us or come by our house anymore. We get caught up in those things because we're not sold out to whatever our purpose may be. Mm. Jesus was the opposite. I hope people understand when it all when they all started, there were more than twelve disciples. It's just by the time they got finished, there were only twelve. And Jesus, and even in the Bible, it says many are called, but very few are chosen, because not everybody makes it. Because. <laughs> We're trying to. We're trying to. We're, we're trying to. We're trying to fit the world into our Christian life. We're trying to fit all of these worldly ways, all of these worldly principles, into our into our Christian world. The 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 road is supposed to be narrow. It's supposed to be narrow. But instead, we're trying to take everybody and everything on this journey with us. But not everybody is ready to go. And even when you were talking about the rich young ruler, Tammy, he went to Jesus and he was like, I do this, I do this. He's naming all of this stuff. And he was like, what else must I do? And Jesus said, sell everything that you have and give it to the poor. And it said the rich young ruler walked away because he had great possessions. That's why it's so hard for people to get on that narrow road. Because there is something that we have put above our purpose. There's something or somebody we've made greater than the reason why we were born in the first place. And a lot of us don't even know why we're here. 
We haven't even taken the time to figure it out. We don't know. We don't even know what we're passionate about. We haven't taken the time to try to figure it out. But I can tell anyone who's listening, think about whatever it is that you enjoy. Think about what it is that you love, what what you're passionate about, what you just, you're all about it. Think about it. There's a reason why you feel that way. And you never know what will happen if you pursue it. I knew that, that there was a reason why I was passionate when it came to education. Now, the young, ignorant me in high school, well, teachers don't make any money. Well, it ain't about the money. But there was a reason. Always reminded of why that's something that has always been in my heart. I'm going to shift to something real quick, Timmy, uh, while we're still on the topic of Jesus. And it's Matthew 4, beginning at verse 1. Now, you want to talk about gullible. It says, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So he was led there to be tempted. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter, the devil, came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Now, Jesus knows he's the Son of God. The devil knows that he's the Son of God. But he's going to play games with him. If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Why do we allow people to tempt us or to get the best of us when we already know? Why does Jesus have to prove that he's the son of God to somebody who already knows that he's the son of God? He got he doesn't have to prove anything to him. You already know I'm the son of God. I don't have to prove anything to you. Even if I don't turn these stones into bread, I'm still the son of God. And Jesus responded, he said, it is written, man should not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. He had a response for them. And see, when a gullible person would have turned those stones into bread. I just finished fasting. For 40 days and 40 nights, I've been alone with the Lord. I've been fasting. I've been praying. And because you know I'm hungry, here you come. Turn these stones into bread. I will not. It says, then the devil, so it wasn't enough that the devil tried that one and failed. He said, then the devil took him to the holy city. And had him stand on the highest point of the temple. And here he comes again. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down. 
for it is written, the devil is quoting scriptures to Jesus. See, remember I told you before, for people, in order for people to trick you, or in order for people to lie to you, they have to know the truth. So in order for the devil to trick Jesus or try to play these games with him, here he comes quoting scriptures. He said he will command his angels concerning you. And I believe this is a scripture in Isaiah. I, I would have to find it. He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. That, that is an actual scripture. So he's quoting scriptures to Jesus. So Jesus come back. Yep. It is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. So every time he comes to him, and he comes back one more time, but every time he comes to him, Jesus is ready for him. And he's not going to play these games with him. He's not going to allow him to trick him. Because, again, you're talking about somebody who is here, and they have a one-track mind. And the last one it says, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And here, here comes the devil. The devil says, all this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. Now, you're talking about Jesus, the Son of God, and here come the devil. I'm going to give you all of this. All of these kingdoms, all of this glory, I'm going to give it to you. All you got to do is bow down and worship me. But how often do we fall for these tricks? How often... Do we allow ourselves to say, oh, yeah, this does look good. Oh, man, I can have this, knowing that it's yours anyway. It was funny when my brother, um, who I went to go visit um, this past weekend, um, when he went to court for his sentencing a few years ago, the judge told him after she um, went off on him about um, selling drugs to people. And she said, you know, because they let people testify on your behalf. And I, th- I think a couple people had said something, and she said, does anybody have anything else to say? And please don't stand up here and say he's a good person because he's not a good person. He's out here selling poison to people and then taking the money and feeding his children with it. So don't stand up and tell me that because he's not a good person. And she looked at my brother and she said, you know, she said, everything that you had out out there on the street, everything that you wanted, it was coming to you anyway. You just weren't patient enough. She knew This is a smart guy. She knew this is a talented guy. So it was it was his anyway. 
but he allowed himself to go ahead of himself because he found a quicker way to do it. But he told me he told me over the weekend. He said, "You know what? It really don't matter." He said because if man don't, he said because if the guys on the street don't take it from him, he said the the, the feds will. So what is the point of going out here and having a whole bunch of money illegally when you're going to lose it anyway? But we become gullible because we're not like Jesus. We don't have that one-track mind. We'll easily say, you know what? I am hungry. I think I will turn these stones into bread. Because I'm hungry You know what I'm going to try the Lord today Let me go ahead Yep, Let me just prove to you That I am the son of God Let me go ahead and jump down Just so you can see who I am Because we always have to prove something Mm -hmm. Or you know what I think I do want all of the kingdoms And I think I want all the glory. I want I want the mansions. I want the money. I want the houses. I want the women. I want. You know what? I'll praise you today, Satan. And no, we may not go and you know directly praise Satan, but who do you see people praising in order to get things? Do you have the kiss in order to get to the top? People sell their souls all the time. Why? Because they're gullible. Because they want they want to be somebody. They want to be on TV. They want to be on 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 an award show. Or at the company the company party. They want you to hear their name called. For what? So that when they're by themselves, all they can think about is their misery. It's not worth it. Tammy? Ronnie, oh my gosh. Okay, I've tried to write so much down as you were talking, but (laughs) I I want to miss this part. I don't want to miss it. Um. I brought up the Lazarus story and mentioned that Jesus did not initially go. He did not go when he was called or when they wanted him to go. And that led to, um, of course, Lazarus, by the time he got there, was dead. And I want to read, I'm not going to read all of this. If you, I mean, go back, John chapter 11. But something Jesus said at the time, this is 14, verse 14 that I want to want to um, just kind of ponder on. It says, then Jesus said to them plainly, well, let me start at 12. Let me start at 12. Um, then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad, this is Jesus, and I am glad for your sakes 
that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. And imagine that. I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there. Although they are angry with him, although they wanted him to come, they don't understand why didn't you come. You could have saved him. And Jesus said, that you may believe. And so I go back to writing, you said that in order for someone to trick you, they have to know the truth or have some form of the knowledge of that truth, whatever it is. But imagine, imagine, and that's why I said I want this show to be about, be specifically for those who, who we say we believe. And know the truth. How how terrible is it to know the truth and be tricked? And that's why it comes back to who are you who 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 are you trying to convince and why and what for? Because if it's about God's glory, we have nothing to prove. We just got to do what's right. We just got to do what's right as best we can. And when we know we're not, we got to be truthful to ourselves about that because only then, only then, in my opinion, can God work on you or will work on you. We're going to keep going through the same things over and over because I truly believe that what Jesus said that you may believe, that's what it's all about. But once you believe, what do you do with that belief? What do you do with that truth? Because now you can't go out here and be people pleasers. You can't go out here and say what makes people feel good and better. (laughs) Patting somebody on the back. Oh, it's okay. Oh, you you know, it's all right. Just do. No, some things just ain't all right. We just got to make better decisions, choices. It can't keep just being all right. And then the next time, oh, it's all right again. Deal with the truth, your truth. If Jesus walked around being nice to everybody and being a pushover and being gullible, who would have believed? Who would have been put in the in the position to believe? So we walk around, we have a hard time saying no to people. No, I can't. I can't do it. I'm I'm sorry, but I can't do it. And it, just that one no may put someone in the position. To believe. No, it may not be you bringing Lazarus back or someone back to life, but that delay might be the very thing that God is using to get a hold of somebody and have them deal with their truth. So just like we need to deal with our own truth, let pe- make people deal with their own truth. Not let, make them get out of people's way. And so being gullible, it's not always about being nice. It's how you, sometimes, it's how you want people to perceive you, how you want to look. Not about God getting the glory. Not about God taking somebody through 
the battles, purging them. You know, it's not about that. It's about, oh, how how, how I want to look, what I want. Mm. People that, that, that the verse you read out of Matthew when he's saying turn the turn the stone into bread, most of us will turn it into turn it into bread just so you hey, see I told you who I am. <laughs> Not God is. Let me just show who and, and about who got no, let me just show you who I am. Hey Tammy. And while you prove something to and to people to people how we think that everybody, even though the word tells us tells us that Rulers of darkness of this world, rulers of darkness. So that means there are there is darkness and there there are rulers of darkness. Now, can they do do they do more than God allow them to do? Absolutely not. So why am I going to even play play with y'all? Why? I mean, why am I going to try to turn? Because you know it's got to be, they just really don't want to see the bread, the stone turned into bread. It's it's about something else. It's about your soul, about your life, your peace, your walk. And if I can stop yours, then I can stop. It's a triggering effect. This, the darkness don't want the darkness. Why? It got them. But if you have light to spread, if you if you have, like you said, Rodney, few are chosen. Few. But if we've been chosen, then we gotta choose. We gotta make a choice. And that means we can't be playing with a lie. We can't be telling people it's okay or you're okay when you know they done screwed up or screwing up. You can't try to save face and lose a soul because you're trying to make people smile or feel happy. No. So we got to stop being people pleasers. We got to start saying no. We got to take time to rest and allow God to speak to us so that we know when our yes means yes and our no means no. And when there's a thin line in between there, guess what? I got to wait on my God. I can't tell you yay or nay right now. And start saying the right things to the right people. How often do we say we'll hear people talking, you'll, you'll be on the phone with the person that needs to hear it and never say it and get right off and call somebody else and talk about, what they should do, should not be doing. And, yes, there's, there's ways, ways to say it. Like, well, have you ever thought about not doing it this way, and how is that working for you? Or what do you really want? What do you really want out of this? Because if we don't, people will will continue to be hamsters, test rabbits for their own life. We're we're afraid to express true emotion, but we're godly people. How can we move forward? 
So if 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 I get a rattlesnake and if I just get a wild rattlesnake and bring it into my house, and and if the rattlesnake bites me, what can I say? Because the rattlesnake—that's what the rattlesnake does. Same thing with a dog. A dog. How can we complain about a dog barking? That's what dogs do. That's what they do. So if we lay down with with fleas, we can we should expect to get fleas. And everybody walking around you does not have your best interest at hand. But these are still the people that you are trying to please and that you allow your soul to die for daily. You're spiritual you you're spiritually you're dead. Like Rodney said, what what are you passionate about? We're so consumed and so distracted. And if you are passionate about, it's, it's, it's crazy. I see, and I'm not to demean any profession, but two things I think about. When I was working and had to go to Clarksville, Tennessee, and the um, – the the guy who does the um, traffic for the kids, the school the school guard, school guard. I mean, the parents loved him, the kids loved him, and they said he had been doing it so long. This so, the happiest person ever. You thought he was dancing for Michael Jackson. Background of Michael. That I mean, he was he loved his job. And ironically, today, I take that back, yesterday morning, I wasn't up this morning, yesterday morning, my, I think I have some of the happiest garbage people that pick up our garbage on this street. They just seem like they don't have a care in the world. And people look down on people who drive to pick up your trash. But when they don't come, you're looking for them. So I say that to say, whatever you're passionate about, stop being distracted and trying to be everything for everybody and be everywhere every time you're asked to be. It's, it's, it's hard for a soaked sponge to get anything else. And some of us are soaked. We are maxed out. We're trying to fit in this world. And all that it says is valuable. The minute we start worrying about tomorrow, we miss the blessings of today. Because I guarantee you, guarantee you, while you're trying to be people pleasers and keep everybody happy and, and keep keep everything, think about the Bible. Everything in this Bible did not happen perfectly. People were broken. People went through things. So why do we think we're not going to go through something? It's easy. It's easy to claim God or to say amen, thank you, glory, hallelujah, when, when at this time God's will aligns with yours. But let it be tweaked a little bit. Do we lose sight? And again, why? 
And so I personally, being gullible, has nothing to do with God. And so we got to stop, first of all, acknowledge that loving God does not mean that people got to see you as this nice person. Loving person. Loving person. I would agree. But even when you love someone, you got to be able to do some tough love sometimes. Why? Because there is a lesson, like Jesus said, that you ye may believe. I'm glad I wasn't there for your sake. That ye may believe. But if you can't say you know that it is not good for that person's growth, when you know it's not good for that person's life, that's not about God. That is about you going right back to turning the stones into bread. Oh, I'll show you who I am. I'll show you who my daddy is and what he made me and how I can do this. Turn into bread. And then what? And then So it's so much more about just trying to make people happy. And most of the time when we walk around trying to do that, we are miserable. We are miserable. And, and what are you going to do? Who are you going to make believe with a miserable spirit? Who are you going to convince that God is real with a miserable spirit? Because you are tired, broken down, wore out, confused, distracted, overwhelmed, people pleaser. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I got this. But your spirit man is dead. What can what can we do with that? Rodney, you got a hot song tonight, don't you? Back over to you. <laughs> That's how it seems. No, Tamaria, um Tamaria said there's something uh that's really good, Sammy. I I wanna read it. It's from okay. um it's from Joel Osteen. It says, God created you to shine, leave your mark, and make a difference in the world. Your gift isn't just for you. It's to share with the world. Are you hiding your gifts, talents, and personality today because of fear? It's time to let your light shine. Joel wants to show you in this inspiring message how God has put gifts and talents in you and has given you dreams and goals that are unique to your life. God calls you a mighty hero and he will equip and increase you, but you have to do your part and step out. It's easy to let fear hold us back. Fear of failure, fear of what people are going to think, fear of the unknown. But if you'll take a step of faith, God will step in and help you. This message will help you step out of the boat and be all that God has created you to be. Um, and that, Tamari, I think, said that was uh, a message that she was 
that she was uh, that she heard uh, today, and I think that's something that we haven't touched on yet, Tammy, um, and that is fear and how fear makes us gullible. And to tie that into what you've been talking about, I think that's one of our biggest problems is is fear of loss. I think that we are so afraid of losing people or afraid of what people will say to the point where we'll do things that we don't want to do just because we don't ever want to picture ourselves without certain people. Could be our could be our parents, could be our grandparents, um, could be friends, could be cousins. It doesn't matter. I think that you know that's one of the things that 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 is very difficult for us. And the bad part is, I think that whether they do it consciously or subconsciously, I think that people play on. People play on that part of us. It's it's almost like they know what our response is going to be or what it's not going to be, and so you know they know it's okay. Like I think about like even myself being in different situations. Um, I think when I was when I was younger. I think people knew that I was a very gullible person, and they exploited that. I think now um, people think that because people still think that I'm a really nice person, and then when they do things, and I'm like, okay, boom, you're cut off. Then it's like, wait, 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 wait. I didn't mean it like that, or you took it wrong, and I'm like, "Um, no, I know what you meant. Um, But I think that we have to lose that fear. Where do you think fear comes into play with all this, Amy? I I think it goes right back to wanting, wanting to be the one that shines. Like, at the end of the day, we have a a high sense of unworthiness in spite of what we say we believe, in spite of God's grace, mercy, redemption, in spite of God's unconditional love for us, that we have have not totally received God's greatest gift. And we one of that is if we were created in his likeness, that he loves us unconditionally. I think we we have just allowed the world and the desire for the world, we've allowed the flesh to take over, and so we have this sense of um, always wanting to shine and belong. We're always looking to be validated. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for for some sense of validation validation. And trust me, if if everywhere you go you are liked and people call you all the time, that's not that's not a great thing. 
Because somebody somewhere, your light needs to shine on somebody's darkness and make them run from you in hopes that they will come back so that you that ye may believe. Let me tell you no. Let me take this off of me because I know who I am. Like when Jesus, like you said, when, when Jesus was able to quote those scriptures back, he has nothing to prove. Nothing to prove, especially to darkness. I am light. How dare darkness even ask me for a fight? How darkness even think that it could take me up here and shake me? And so I think fear comes in just because we feel so unworthy in spite of all that we have received. If we get nothing else, if we get nothing else. But see, it's 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 more about um how it looks. Again, even with being gullible gullible, how do I look to people? But it goes back to I mean again, if you see a sucker, lick it. So people coming to you, that's because it's not such a good thing if they know they can come to you and pull you out of your bed in the midnight hour time and time after time after time after time and know you're going to say, okay. So why wouldn't they go and do whatever is they're doing? Why would they stop? Because they know, hey, Tammy's going to pull me out. Tammy's going to come through regardless. And sometimes you just need to stay like Jesus did and handle business and say, hey, y'all, I'll be there. And, 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 and get it. He knew that death, his not going, death was going to occur so that ye believe. And so are we about God's business and about winning souls, about the kingdom being glorified, the word of God, leading people to the word of God so they can have a transforming um, situation and situations in their life? Are we about the truth? Because where is this truth shall set you free? But if we're consistently lying to people, that's about us. So it's, it's fear of people defending us or not calling us anymore or, or how we look. Look how often people validate or people spend more time trying to get the attention of the people that I think they've not received the appropriate validation from. I think people spend more time on people that don't matter than they do with people who do matter or the things that matter. And so... The fear, I think, is all about me, the ego, how I look. Well, let me show you. Well, let me do this. And let me say this. Let me shine. And really, we, can't, we cannot shine without a changed heart, a renewed mind, 
and a changed heart that now is a guarded heart. Bible tells you, guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. So every time you allow people, or you you are that people pleaser, you don't say what you need to what needs to be said. You don't speak truth. You don't call people out. Every time, that's a mark on your heart. So guard your heart does not equal to being gullible. You cannot guard your heart and be a gullible person. Cannot happen. Cannot. And and that doesn't mean that you guys we gotta walk around with this um this stick in our hand judging people and saying this and calling people out. It's just you have some discernment about it. And you don't allow people to be consistent in destroying their own lives. And if you see that consistency and you buy into it, then you got to check yourself. You got to check your own spirit. Why? What? Who? You got to ask yourself the questions. And we got to learn to take feelings and emotions out of it until even even in with the story of Lazarus Lazarus Jesus wept with them at the appropriate time he didn't have to like you said, there was work to be done i got to get this done so that ye may believe but when it came to the point where and i don't know if i read that part but to the point where they were weeping it, the Bible says he groaned in spirit and was troubled. Jesus, the one who knew that this had to happen and why it had to happen. But he knew that it had to happen so that he knew he had to stay the course. He can't, he can't drop what he's doing and go over here and take care of this because now... They don't they don't miss so much. They don't miss his father now. They don't miss the the, the the they miss the message if he stops and he goes and he takes care of this before it plays out. And then once he once it's done and he saw what it did to them, in spirit he groaned and he was troubled. But my father's work is done. And so who is it about, me or my father? And like we say every, every, well, I won't say every, but most times, y'all, lately you've been getting me to this point where I say, I'm talking to myself too. Like who is this about, really? What is it about? And be honest with yourself as you go through it. Back over to you, Rodney. I have um, two more things I want to read before we close. One of them is a little bit long, not too long, but a little bit. Um, but I'm okay with you because as we talk about this topic, I realize that that I, I can't sit on here until 10 o'clock with y'all. I, I just can't keep doing that. 
<laughs> I don't miss in a bad way. But I got to take care of myself. Rodney has to take care of He's got a, a wife who just told me, I'm tired. I got to get it together, Tammy. She got two people. <laughs> we can't stay on here to 10 o'clock every two hours, 10 o'clock. And y'all can't just keep coming here, listening, getting all hyped up, and going back and being gullible tomorrow. Get people off your back. Be bold in this thing. They should, they should be saying that if you, are, if you are serving God and if you are trying to do right, if you are trying to live tr- truthfully, somebody should not like you. Somebody should be talking about you. Somebody should say you have lost your mind or you are losing it. Somebody mm. should know. No, don't call her no more because she ain't going to do it now. I don't know what's wrong with her. Somebody should be saying. Somebody. Because if they're not, you the one take, just like, like Satan took Jesus, led him up to the mountain. We might as well be him, Satan. We might as well be leading people astray. Like I said, your light should shine on somebody's darkness so tough they should call you anymore. They shouldn't want to talk to you anymore. So I say back over to you, Rodney, um, as we prepare to bring it to a close, because I'm not going to be going to the Butterfly Evolution anymore. I need to. I need Read my word tonight. I need to have time to read my word peacefully and without being tired and falling asleep tonight. And that's what I. <laughs> All right, man. That's it. I'm gonna. Uh, I, I'm like you. I got two more things to read, so I'm gonna read this, and then I'm going to uh, turn it back over to you. And then the other thing that I'm gonna touch on before before we. Uh, get off. Uh, I'll just hold that to the end, but um, Tamaria, um, I, I will give Tamaria credit in, in, in all her pregnant days, Tamaria be hanging in there. <laughs> and to me, I remember even when we went to a wedding two weeks ago, um, we left, I think, at like midnight and had about a two- Two hour fifteen minute, two hour two and a half hour drive back home and uh Tamari was determined to stay up the the entire time, uh just because she knew it was late. Um and, and she did. She did. I think she's I think she's hard on herself, but I think she she does really well, especially uh being pregnant. But um <laughs> but um she uh she she listens to sermons um a lot, especially in the morning. Um and she took some notes from uh Devon Franklin. I don't know when, but um she says Sunday. Um but it's funny because the things that you just finished uh saying, Tammy, um it it ties right into the things that she wrote down. It's funny 'cause I was I was sitting here and I was I was laughing as you were talking, I was like they must have been listening to the same sermon. <laughs> so I'll read a few of them. Uh, one of the 
One of her notes says, conflict is evidence that you are heading in the right direction. The yes, which is in parent, which is in quotes, the yes is waiting for you, but you won't realize it if you don't step in that direction. Do you want God's yes or a yes? I'm not sure what that means, but whatever it is should not compromise your values. Be bold and have faith. When you appreciate, I can't read that. God, uh, you might, because I don't understand your handwriting. God will allow some no's to get us to the right yes. Rejection is God's protection. Um, you cannot be afraid to step in the direction you believe God has called you in. I'm good. Um, but I think that ties right into, um, and I didn't read all of it, but I think the whole point of his message was just what you were talking about, Tammy, that there is going to be some, uh, I guess you're going to be uncomfortable. If you're not gullible, you're going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be some pushback. There's going to be some rejection. There's going to be some no's. There's going to be some temptation there's there 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 going to be some uh lost friendships lost relationships along the way but again what is it that you are looking for what is it that you want out of your life i know a lot of times we get caught up in other people's lives but what is it that you want out of your life what is what is your heart's desire? Where's your focus? When you wake up in the morning, what is the first thing you think about? Throughout your day, no matter what you're doing, brushing your teeth, taking a shower, putting your clothes on, driving to work, sitting on the bus, going for a walk, eating your lunch. What are you thinking about? Eating dinner, driving home from work. What are you thinking about? What is what is constantly on your mind? If you are gullible, why is it so easy for people to get next to you? Why is it so easy for people to get a yes out of you? Why do you bend over backwards for people? If you are awake, let me see, 16, because they say you're supposed to get eight hours of sleep, although most of us don't. But if you are awake for 16 hours a day, what are you doing? for 16 hours. And then take it a step further. Not only what are you doing, but what are you doing for you? <laughs> what are you doing for your growth? What are you doing for your cause, for your purpose? 
What are you doing that's going to make your life better tomorrow than it was today? What are you doing? How productive are you? Throughout the day. Tammy? Um, okay. Whew. This has been good, guys. I I so needed this. <laughs> like I could I could find myself going, but I'm gonna have I'm gonna stick my yes tonight and that um that we were gonna finish this up and have some extra time. So you know, Rodney, you've mentioned purpose a couple of times and passion. You guys really need to take the time to figure that out. Figure it out. Stop trying to get, 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 get things that don't matter. And stop trying to befriend the world or your city or your community. Because, again, everybody is not walking your walk. They don't desire to. That word, desire, desire, what does your heart desire? What does it, What and, and, and even, Betty, I'll take it a, a bit further. What pain and how, y'all write this down. What pain is driving your compulsion? Ooh. Pain. What, what is one. it? What is it? And and compulsion is just an irresistible urge, you know, to behave in a way that goes against your conscience, who you are, but yet you still say yes because it feeds a pain. It takes one of your Band-Aids off just for a minute, but when it's over, that Band-Aid has to go right back on. So what, what pain is feeding your compulsion, your compulsive behavior? That's another way to look at it. And it goes back to those emotions and feelings and how we get so attached to the feeling that we forget about the emotion that it is tied to. You know, I can go out and take up, cut cut some flowers down, but if I don't take up that root and that's what that emotion is, guess what? The flower is going to come back. And so we are dealing with feelings or reacting or living based on feelings that are tied to emotions that has left us with such pain and leads us to being gullible people, needing to be seen as good, the good guy, the good girl, making people feel better for being miserable ourselves. So I'm going to end with this, and I may or may not, let's see, it's 924. I'm going to read this one, and we'll see. The spirit of truth 
We cannot know God without knowing the spirit of truth. We cannot receive anything God has for us in the light of the word if the Holy Spirit does not illumine it to us. Jesus said he had many things to say to the disciples. And remember, you guys, as Rodney said, there were more disciples, okay? Jesus said he had many things to say to the disciples, but that they could not bear them yet. Yet he also said that when the spirit of truth was come, he would receive the things of Jesus and show them to them. Truth is a person, Jesus Christ, John 14 and 6. As we walk the spirit, communing with him and yielding to him, Divine truth is ever expanding in us, bringing us to a mature relationship with God. And that's what we are missing, a mature relationship with God where you know that your heart's desire is to be pleasing, that they may believe. As Jesus said, I'm glad I wasn't here that ye may get a glimpse of my Father, that ye may believe. And so without a mature relationship with God, you don't know who you are. You don't know your purpose. You don't know what you're passionate about. You're like the wind. And I was a grown woman before the wind spoke to me. Like I see everything that it moves including it can move me, but I can't see it. I cannot see the wind. I cannot chase it. I just see the things that are moved by it. And so people need to see that we are moved by God and move so quickly and so often and so smoothly sometimes that they think, dang, what is happening to Tammy? What's going on with Rodney? And that's what we need to come to, the spirit of truth, first with ourselves so that we can see and that we can be ready to hear. As Jesus said, the disciples weren't even ready to hear what he had to say. And this is, this is y'all down to the end, like the time when he says, how you guys gotta wake me up? My favorite part. You gotta wake me when it's storming. You you gotta wake me up as if I don't know. Haven't you? Haven't you been with me all this time? Don't you know? Like, don't you know? So we gotta. I won't read the. Maybe I'll read it next week. But our our and it's a it's about. I'll just tell you what it's about. But I'm I'm not gonna read it. It's about knowing your foe. Knowing your foe. And really, our foe is not Satan. It's not the people that we're gullible to. It's us. It's our own selfish desires to be validated, to be loved. Where if nobody else loves you, God has shown his love for you. If nobody has validated, you've been validated. 
You were created by the Most High. Who else, whose approval do you need? What else do you need? What is it that we're looking for? Because no one on this side is capable of giving it to you consistently outside of the will of God. And so if that's not your first, that they may believe through you, through your actions, through your words, if that's not first, if that's not your desire, then you might as well throw in the towel. Don't play with it. Get out the fence. Just get down and do you. That's why I have such respect for people who tell me, uh-uh, no, I ain't ready for that. Uh-uh, no, I ain't going to do it. I'm going to do me. I'm not going to do right. I'm, I just know it. I have such respect for those people. And so the spirit of truth, know your foe. And that's know you. Like I said, if I bring the snake in and the snake bites me, I can't fuss. That's what the snake does. If I get a dog and he barks, I can't fuss. Dogs bark. So if you surround yourself with people that you know, that you are overlooking what the Spirit is telling you, if you're ignoring it, then guess what? Nothing you could say. That's what they do. That's what they do. So people, stop being gullible for the sake of looking, looking like God or Jesus. Because guess what? Read your word. You will see that Jesus took your business. He let Lazarus die. Taking care of his kids. His mom and dad had leave. No, y'all no, go on. I'm I'm gonna be defiant right here. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay because there's work to be done here. Even when he was in his hometown, he could have got gained favor by staying. No, Gentiles. God wants Gentiles too. He wants them to know this message. I gotta go. But you can't go unless you know where to go. You gotta do you gotta leave your heart and your mind and your ears and your eyes open to receive. So I'm gonna end with that. I mean I, I this has blessed me. I needed this more than y'all. So, Rodney, back over to you. I don't have any announcements that I know of and um I'll leave it at that. Tammy, this show has been good on so many levels. Um, And it's one of those reflective kind of shows. It's one of those shows that um, I think any and everyone listening if they don't go back and listen to the show, we'll at least reflect on the things that were said throughout this broadcast. Because you know what? To be honest with you, me included, we are all guilty. We are all gullible 
in some way. Mm-hmm. And until we can admit that, we're going to continue to be gullible. But I'm going to end with this. Can you still hear me, Tammy? Yes, I can hear you fine. Okay. I'm going to end with this. And I'm going to, I'm not even going to get into it a whole lot, but I'm going to challenge all of you to go back and read Judges, the 16th chapter. And it may be up, it may be ranked pretty high when it, when you talk about gullible or gullible people. And it's the story of Samson and Delilah. And the only thing I can say is when it comes to your strength, is there anything you are willing to sacrifice? Is there anything that important? Is there anyone that important when it comes to your strength? I don't have any major announcements either, Tammy. Um, The only thing I will say to all of you guys, just keep up with the weather. Um, I think we're going to be fine here where we are in Virginia. Um, based on the, the, the weather reports as of now. Um I will say my 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 family um is kinda like um they're they're a big target right now. They're down in Norfolk, Virginia, right on the right on the coast, right on the Atlantic Ocean and where they are, if they get um Anytime it rains there, it's always a risk of of flooding. So um, I'll definitely be thinking about those guys and um, be calling them tomorrow just to check on them, see how they're doing. But um, Hey, hey Rodney, when is it supposed to, uh, I guess, take land? When is it predicted to, to fall? Your area. I've heard different. I've heard different reports, but I think the, I think the, they're 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 preparing for it to do its most damage Thursday night into Friday morning. Okay. Um, and that's mostly for people who are in South Carolina, um, North Carolina, and um, Virginia. The people who are along the coast. So if any of you guys have family members, you have friends, anyone you know in those areas, don't wait until Thursday to try to call them. Um, If you get a chance, call them tomorrow um, because if this storm is as bad as they think it is going to be, you may not be able to get in touch with them Thursday because because they're saying that right now it's a Category 4. And they're saying that by the time it hits land, it could be a five. Right. And I think the the you know when you think about a hurricane five, you're talking about Hurricane Katrina. 
Um, so, you know, if you have, and we know how long it took for people to get in touch with those people. I remember, uh, when, you know, during Hurricane Katrina back in 05, um, that was when I was married the first time. And, um, my ex-wife, her family was in New Orleans. And I just remember how, like, messed up she was for a week because she could not get in touch with them. Um, And then by the time she talked to them, they had just been rescued off of a roof. Um, So just think about your family, your friends. If you have anybody down there, um, just, just call them. Make sure that they're all right tomorrow. Um, I'm going to do that. Um, and luckily, I'll be um, I'll be in transition around 12 noon, so that will give me a chance to make some phone calls. But definitely call your people tomorrow, because if you don't call them tomorrow, again, you know, if, if, the, if, if, the, if the storm is as bad as they think it is going to be, you may not be able to get in touch with them you know, until the weekend or maybe even sometime next week. Uh, the last um, really rough hurricane um, that I remember down there was back in 2003, and I remember we were fortunate because my dad is in construction, so he had a generator, so we were without power for about maybe 12 hours, but the time that we were without power, we had a generator. Um, but there were people during that storm that didn't have power for three to four weeks. So uh, just just definitely keep that in mind. Uh, anything, Tammy, before we I, get out I of here? I just want just to add to what you're saying with the calls. You know, there's, let's pray, you know, as you guys are calling it a night and throughout tomorrow um, and all through this time, you know, prayer. We just, and that's, that's something that, uh, it's a whole nother topic, but we 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 gotta pray more. We gotta call God into our lives more, or invite God into our lives more. So let's pray for those people and our families and and just that area altogether, because prayer can move that thing the other way. I'm just saying that ye may believe. That's what it's about. Some things happen to bring us to these points. So. Let's pray. If you can't make those calls, pray, you guys. So that's all I have, Rodney. Great, great, great show. Absolutely. Um, We hope to see you guys uh, next Tuesday. Um, As long as there's uh, just two people still living in in this house, (laughs) I will definitely be here next Tuesday. (laughs) But if there, if if, but if, if baby somebody George decides says, to move I'm in, I'm coming early. <laughs> uh, but you know what's crazy, Timmy? Uh, 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 what's crazy is so uh, she's due October 17th. Our guidance counselor at school, she was pregnant with twins who were due November 8th, and she had those babies last Sunday. Oh. She was wow. not and. She she was not ready. <laughs> she was not prepared at all. Um, but she's doing good. She's doing good. She's doing so. If she ever listens to this show, shout out to Vanessa. Um, 
But yeah, she was her due date was November eighth, and she had those babies last Sunday, almost two months early. Um, but luckily, her and the the twin boys um, are are doing well. Um, uh, mom is doing well. Babies are healthy, so that's a good thing. But yeah, they came two months early, so you just you never know. You just never you never know. Ba- babies babies do what they feel. <laughs> so as long as there are only two people living in that house, you'll be on next week. But if there's three, <laughs> uh, if there's three, uh, <laughs> you life, won't be gullible. You life. won't try to be people pleasing. Uh-huh. You will be a, you will be not people pleasing. You will be daddying. <laughs> I will be daddying. <laughs> Look, if I'm if I'm not if I'm not uh, people please the people in in this house, I might be put out. <laughs> <laughs> and so you should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, amen to that. But thank you guys okay. for tuning in with us. We hope that you guys have a blessed week. We look forward to being back with you uh, next Tuesday. Until then, this song, as always, goes out to Cousin Diane down in Atlanta. Good night, everybody. Somebody keep telling me, though.